And no go, I got rough. Everybody think they tough, and I see. Nah, I'm on the teeth, busting up the brain like she. Ha, ha, got a new seat. Ha, hit, mad cause you can't. Ha, do it like me. Checking for the fees. Check, check me. Go get an email. Give me receipts. And I know where that see. Appreciate y'all rocking with a real one. You see, I can show you something. Then they do the same thing as me. Is it a clone? I don't know. Put them on hold and watch them go. Watch the clone. Make sure y'all go get that perfect time. Recreate something I made. But it never takes. You don't see me right like this. Not authentic. I got my money in the bag and I can't spin it. I gotta invest, I invest in my business. Oh yeah. And I know what I need. Yeah, focus on Okay, okay, okay. Focus on me. Yeah. It's me, Amani T. It's the Roundhouse Roundtable. We got some shit to talk about. Rob Font versus Marlon Vera. Oh, my God. We gonna get into it. Let's talk about it. Let's get it. I swear my glow up in lightning. Hot ear, something like lightning. This shit a hit on my psychic. She want me lick, I'm excited. See, I feel that that's my business, and that's why I'm business-minded. Need a push, get behind it. It's a science. Worst come to worst, you tried it Get a bag, get inspired Shoot your shot, just the effort I admire You're higher than you looking for friends at this point My circle is smaller than the point I'd rather sit in voice than hearing a big on their voice We already have Yeah, no? Alright, first things first You know, we gotta go ahead and do the housekeeping We appreciate y'all rocking with the Roundhouse Roundtable, some real ones. Make sure y'all go subscribe. Make sure y'all go listen to the podcast on Apple, Google, Amazon. Wherever you're listening to podcasts, make sure you tune in with us. We here giving y'all the best MMA content for your ass. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to kick it off how we kick it off, how we do it, how we do it, how we always do it. And that's with the no cap recap. Let's do it. Let's do it. First, we had... Gina Mazzani versus Shayna Young. Shayna Young came out like she was accepting what Gina was giving out at first, which was volume, but it wasn't more so power of, of putting Shayna in, in danger. It's almost like she weathered the storm. She did her thing. She weathered the storm, waited it out, and then went in when she could. You could see slowly every strike that Gina was getting touched up, and it was slowly showing on throughout the round and then going into the second round so it was almost like Shayna was showing that she is able to be in there and withstand some damage and still get the job done so shout out to Shayna Young on the W women's flyweight got it done next we got Nathan Levy versus Mike Breeden this one was a dog fight Breeden is is one of those guys that's like he's always like up for like the test he's always willing to take the test but at the same time, Nathan Levy, Nathan Levy definitely gave him the test 
of takedowns. Definitely making it happen with the takedowns and being dominant, but dominant in a sense of control for the time being. Mike Breeden was definitely doing a good job of getting up and working with his hand. Nate Levy definitely was better on the ground and with the control, but the strikes, you know, I feel like Mike Breeden definitely did his thing. 115 on the strike. And these guys are throwing some accuracy. 52% for Mike Breeder. 66% for Nate and Levy. Like, come on. Come on. These guys throwing. Shout out to Nate and Levy on the W. Unanis. I don't know about Unanis, but I guess that's, you know, the judges was all like in a, all right, we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it. We're going to do it. It's here. Speaking of, it's here. Gabriel Green versus Johan Lanis. And Gabriel Green got put out <laughs> at one point in time in the, in the fight, which was wild because I thought they were going to stop it. But the recovery was tremendous. <laughs> the fucking recovery was tremendous. And it seemed like the thing that held him up was his condition. If it wasn't really for his conditioning, that he would have stayed there on that ground. But him being able to withstand the damage, Johan Lannis was definitely trying to put everything on him that he had. And he had that one punch. So it was just like, and that one punch landed and he withstood it. So after that, that's when it's just like game on. What else, what else you got? And he, and he definitely made it happen with that. Shout out to Gabriel Green. Gabriel Green was definitely stepping inside, landing his punches at will, being dominant, moving forward. So he definitely kept that the whole time. Hey, hey, y'all could make a game out of this and take a shot every time I say definitely. <laughs> Next, bomb, bomb, bomb. Francisco Figueredo versus Daniel De Silva. And this was elite jujitsu. This is what I was talking about in the last show about how this new knee bar phenomenon is going to be a new thing. It's going to be belts one on this knee bar. It's going to be title contenders winning on this knee bar. And, and it's not even going to take, a, it's not even going to take five rounds. It's not going to take two rounds. It's going to be a first round type thing. Like once y'all get to the ground, it's going to be watch out for the knee bar. Uh, once you get into a sprawl where somebody's behind you, come on. Somebody's around, somebody's uh, on your waist, it, it's going down. The availability of the knee bar has been so present for a long time. Only a few really have been capitalizing on it. Now, the ones who are capitalizing on it, they're getting it consecutively now. At first, when it's just like, oh, the knee bar is such a crazy thing. Now it's about to be, it's going to be worn the fuck out. I don't think it's going to get worn out to the point where, where they just say, no, we're going to no more knee bars. I don't think it's ever going to get there. But I do know it's going to get to the point where people will be busting out knee bars. You might see a knee bar probably once, once a fight night. One, no, once a, once a, once a, a fight night. So pay-per-view Columbus, anywhere, anywhere they at on that card, prelims or, or main card, somebody's hitting a knee bar. Watch what I say. And you know, these these takes these angels out of thin air. So people are seeing the availability of the knee bar and is and it's gonna keep happening. Shout out to Francisco Figueredo. He did what he needed to do. He's jumped right on it like like it he saw it there. I really wanted to see what uh De Silva was gonna do in the sense of like stand up and grappling, but 
it was a clear difference. It was a clear difference, obviously. Like that knee bar, y'all gonna see. Watch. Y'all gonna see. Speaking of y'all gonna see, round one, got it done. Lord. Alexander Romanov versus Chase Sherman. I ain't seen nobody get slammed like that in a long time. And I know Chase Sherman's arm is fucking hurting. I know. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to tell you. If, if you saw how he got slammed on his arm, it's almost like his arm like broke the whole fall. And if your arm break the whole fall like that, where everything is coming down on top of it, both of their bodies were coming down on top of it. Yeah, that should hurt. Grab my strong hand. <laughs> that should go hurt. Shout out to Romanov. The wrestling was just like elite. It's like it's confusing. It's like you about to really make these guys work in this heavyweight division. It's about to get scary in a little bit. Heavyweight division is getting like that. You got guys like Ty Tuivasa, Gan, Alexander Romanov. Like these guys are are, are just just getting started. So it's about to be some some swapping, swap, swap. If y'all can get past Naganu, you know what I'm saying? He just got the knee right. Would Drake say he had the Derrick Rose the knee up and got the re-up? Well, got the re-up and Derrick Rose the knee up. Like, whichever one came first, either way, it's up. <laughs> Romanoff is about to be a problem for the heavyweight division. Watch what I say. If y'all don't see it, then, hey, I already said it. Next. Ooh. Ooh, are we into the main card? All right. See, normally when I get to the main card, normally things speed up because it's it's so cut and dry and dog fights. But this weekend, guys was really bombing on each other. Like it was some chins going on here. It was a lot of chins. Speaking of a lot of chins, Jocko versus Meershirt. Bruh. I'm thinking like, all right, all right, this is going to be a little hot take, but at the same time, I don't know. Gerald Mearsher, I don't know if he's like the fan favorite type guy or if it's like he's just really the company type guy, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like Jocko didn't get him out of there, and it's it's like he, he did it to show like what he can do. It's like he wanted to display his skills. And not to mention that Mearsher is like, you know, He's a tank. He's going he's gonna to take a lot of damage, but that switch can ter- get turned off. You know what I mean? That switch he, that switch has been turned off before. You know, so that's why I just think that Jock Coaches was able to display, do a, good, a great display, get a unanimous decision, like, well-earned. And he did what he needed to do. He made it a good-looking fight, and he looked more prepared than his opponent. So he did his thing. Shout out to Jock Coaches. Shout out to Jocko. Gerald Mearshirt. I don't know what happens next. Because we're gonna be we're gonna be honest. Because I was thinking about it, but I didn't do the research. I didn't do the research because it's like sometimes doing the research gets your feelings hurt. You know, maybe, maybe the reason why the reason why I think Mearshirt is in that area of they're trying to figure out his opponents and pick his opponents opponents wisely. Cause like after Cosmo. It was like, we can't, we can't just be doing that. We can't, we got to get back. We don't like that feeling. We don't like that feeling of 17 seconds. No, we don't. So then that's when, you know, you got him going through guys and it's just like stylistically, he would do well in those, you know, with like with Murdov and 
stole foods. Like he would do well stylistically with those guys. And and in the sense of like them being stand-up guys. And of course they get submit those guys are the ones to worry about. Like so if they got past a, a good grappler, then then they will be stifled a little bit and they can let the other guys shine. But y'all know what I'm talking about if you know what I'm talking about. But at the same time, he got those three wins in a row. And then now it's just like, all right, now you got to show us something with somebody. Somebody's like, hey, he got a, he got a three-fight win streak. Let's see what happens. Now you start to, when you level out to your competition level already, and that's when this happened. So I want to see what the next fight happens. Who the next fight is. Y'all make sure y'all put in the comments and y'all, y'all get it to me how you get it to me. Whether it's Instagram, Twitter, get it to me. Let me know. What's what's next for me shirt? What's next for the guys? And just it just post it. Send it to me. I'm gonna shout y'all out on the DMs. Shout y'all out. I ain't gonna put you on blast. I ain't gonna put y'all on blast, but I'm gonna shout you out. If y'all I got something good to add to the content, if y'all got something that y'all is just burning on your heart and you need it out there on the airwaves, just send it to me. We're going to chop it up. We're going to chop it up. Next, Derek Old Man Elkins still getting it done. Tristan Connolly, like this one, this one was just like, hey, this was a, a sparring training session for Darren Elkins. This is what he do. And Tristan Connolly, was, he was, he's that guy. He's that guy in the sense of featherweight, scrappy, gets it done, you know, and Derek Elkins just put all that down. He put all that to rest. So it's just like Derek Elkins just going to keep getting his fights. They're going to keep getting harder guys now. He ready. They ready to see, ready to take this thing up. Derek Elkins is going to surprise a lot of people. Hey, I know next fight he, he, he on, you know, I might, might see what he, what he talking about with the bookie, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Next. Grant. Motherfucking Dawson versus Jared Gordon. This was elite. This was elite. Grant Dawson is constantly b- progressing throughout every fight. Throughout every fight. Even and even in his loss. He constantly progressing. And at the same time, <clears throat> Jared Gordon was still, he was Jared Gordon was putting hands on him too. Jared Gordon was doing his thing. And then that's when he had to figure it out. He really had to figure it out. Because like standing up was not going to make that happen. Standing up wasn't going to get done what needed to happen. Yeah. And plus, I know he had a little chip on his shoulder, too. Nobody likes to come back from no draw. Like, that's a, to a real one, that's a loss for a draw. But at the same time, that's, that means both of y'all fought y'all heart out. and Y'all gave it 100%. But at the same time, somebody tripping. The judge is doing something. Hey, the judges is tripping. Ain't no way that y'all going to just put cut this down the middle like that. Ain't no way. But, you know, judges, they find a way to do it like that. This is like, damn, <laughs> Like, y'all see the same fight I saw? Even though it was a scrap, it was a brawl. But draw? <laughs> Why? Shout out to Grant Dawson, though. Shout out to him on making that move, that that life decision that he felt he needed to make, that relocation. Because sometimes that's just all it takes, you know, that just that change of scenery that just gets you right, gets you in your mindset and, and you got the right people around you. That's That's real. That's real. So these guys, what y'all don't understand is when these guys are doing like these promotionals and stuff like that, y'all might just be waiting for the hype shit and all the drama and stuff, but they really be dropping a lot of information, dropping a lot of gems on, you know, just self-development and being able to get your mindset right. Because like, imagine being somebody that gets punched in the face for a living. Don't you think like you had to go through some fucked up shit in your life 
to to get to that point of wanting to do that for a career like that means there's a lot of things that may have happened not every fighter but like a lot of fighters went through went through the trenches and a lot of fighters went through mud to get to the to where they are and it's just like to be able to maintain the level that they're at a lot of times they have to really unpack a lot of shit and be able to have tools to use to help them get better progress and you know want to be the greatest so you can see you can see it in some summer fight some fighters a lot of fighters give that off sometimes but because like you never know somebody it always can it's, it could be anybody you know next this one was a quick one joe anderson brito versus andre touchy feely brito is a powerhouse if anybody noticed or not Brito's a whole powerhouse, whole truck. If y'all know, for a featherweight guy, like it's a rock coming at you. And I think that he wants to really establish himself in the featherweight division and he wants to be known because, and right now I'm, I'm expecting to see him fight soon. Again, he didn't take any damage. He got him out the way early. And Andre Philly's good. That's the wild part. That's the wild part. I, Andre Philly is nice. So that's why I was surprising to see that happen like that. It was just those crushing body shots. It was just those crushing shots. Round one, got it done. Shout out to Joe Anderson Brito. Shoot, performance of the night. Y'all really have to take in what's happening in these fights. These guys are not just going out here and just throwing wild punches. These are calculated. So next up, speaking of calculations, adding up, Numbers, years, pounds. We got the heavyweight division. Andre Arlovsky versus Jake Collier. Split decision. I think Andre Arlovsky, you know, I think he skated off with this one. He 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 did what he needed to do in this one. This was an easy night at the office without it. If it wasn't a knockout, this was still considered an easy night at the office. This was a good sparring session that he was, he got tested a little bit. He was put in danger a few times. And he got out, he got out of range for that. So he just withstood the storm and just landed how he le- needed to la- land. He was staying active and mixing it up. And that's what he did. And he just walked away with it. Jake Collier, like, it's crazy because I, I know you better than that. So now it's just like tied to Ivasa. He going to have to get serious sooner or later. Jake Collier, it seemed like it's more seriousness need to be happening now. If it's not already, if it's not, if it's not, but at the same time, from what I see, it's just like needs a little bit more tightening in a sense of the discipline area because there's a lot of, you know, hands down, a lot of risk taken. And when you got somebody like Arlovsky standing in front of you, he love that shit. He's seen people take risk in front of him all day long and risk and miss. And then he capitalized on it. So it's just like Arlovsky just stood up and just, it's almost like he ain't, he didn't want to have to go in a dog. He didn't want to have to have a dog fight tonight. Not tonight, but that night. Speaking of motherfucking dog fight, and shout out Andre Olovsky on the continuous winning. Keep getting W's. Keep getting W's. He said maybe when he's 45. <laughs> what? <laughs> Keep going up. Next, Rob Font versus Marlon Vera. This fight said so much. It says so much. And it's just like, one thing I want to say before I say anything else, Marlon Vera, don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. Look either side or in front. Because the Sugar Show is about to start talking shit. 
the sugar show is about to start and i just want everybody to know either after this event or either now up until a week or two from now two weeks let's, let's give it two weeks he's going to be knocking at marlon Vera's door talking shit not really straight up knocking at his door but that was the challenge that he had marlon Vera is looking different that teep kick is looking sharper he's getting people out the way with the teep kicks the body kicks the front just all front kick rob font was getting around it for a while and then that's when i saw something i didn't ever see in marlon Vera was him adjusting to confrontation, adjusting and capitalizing. So being able to do that, that's a championship mindset. So Marlon Vera just happened to be one of those guys who just happened to be highly intelligent that can uh, really make things happen, which is, is would be if, if you do not hear from Sugar Sean during those two weeks or after that, uh, within those two weeks, it's because of those reasons. Because of those reasons, you didn't have to really fight nobody that, that adjusts. You ain't really have to fight nobody that has uh, an IQ, you know, not not saying this guy's Pavia and, you know, other guys ain't had no IQ. But at the same time, uh, experience comes the, the I, with the IQ experience comes with that time on the mat comes with that time in the octagon comes with that with the lights on. So that's what that's the difference. Marla Vera might be just moving into that that slot, that bantamweight slot. He up there. Rob Font been doing this thing for a while. Now it's just like, and he did he did Rob Font bad. And the thing about it, like the numbers do not reflect. <laughs> the numbers do not fucking reflect. 53% for Rob Font, 57% for Marlon Vera. But look, this, this is what gets me. This is what gets me. Rob Font had 273 total strikes. And Marlon Vera had 167 total strikes. Then, then Rafon had 271 significant strikes, nigga. 200, 273 total strikes. So that means two of the motherfuckers wasn't significant. Like, I don't know. I don't know if we getting it. I don't know if we tripping or not. I don't know what's going on. Plus the one takedown. One takedown. So it's almost like the numbers do not reflect. But if you watch that fight, you're going to see like these judges went off who got hurt worse. Clearly, that's the only way we can see how that's going. Like that, that's that's how that happened. So, but shout out to Marlon Vera. I want to see what happens next. Where, where you at in the rankings now? What, what, what we got going on with the Bantamweight? What's going on? What's going on? Ooh, number five. Ooh, number cinco. For cinco. It was cinco de mile yesterday, so. Number five, he went to cinco. Marlon Vera got it done. And now, mm, Marlon Vera, Corey Sanhagen. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Because I do not want to see him the Marab right now. Marlon Vera. Nah. Not trying to see that. See a Rob Font Dominic Cruz. I see that. I see that. And let Rob Font retire Dominic Cruz. Yeah, I see that. But San Hagen Marlon Vera. Hey, but San Hagen Aldo probably sounds better. Aldo wanted his shot though bad. He want that shot now. He he like it's the he, he see the lane. He see the lane happening. So that's why he's looking for it. He's looking for it. 
and we just did the no cap recap. Hey, we did the no cap recap. Hey, maybe I ain't know. We did it, got it done. And then, oh, oh, and that was UFC Vegas 53 font versus Vera. Now we about to, about to see what's going on real quick with the, see what's going on real quick this weekend. Got the Oliveira versus Gaethje. Whoa. Whoa, Mr. Backpack himself, himself, the human backpack with hands. That's the part. That's the part y'all can't forget. <laughs> that backpack got hands. It got straps. So, yeah, we just going to skim over it real quick, see what's going on. Early prelims. This was going on in Phoenix, Arizona. Cool. Y'all know it's going to be hot in there. Y'all know, y'all know it's going to be hot in there. Brandon Roy Ball, Matt Schnell. Mmm, I think Brandon Roy Ball got that one. Let me, we, let's let's go get the money together real quick. Let's go get the money there. Oh my goodness, why y'all going to do this? Randy Brown versus Chaos Williams. Whoa, y'all just always find a way. Y'all always find a way. And these both welterweights, both of these, these both of these welterweights could have been fighting. Randy Brown could have been fighting Cameron Van Camp and Chaos Williams could have been fighting Andre Fialo. That would have been a good ass fight, but y'all did what y'all did. Okay, I got you. See, you. Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson. This is definitely a tune up for Michael Chandler. Tony Ferguson. We haven't seen him in a while, but from what we've seen from the last times of his outings, you know where the boogie going. You know where the boogie going. Ooh, Rose, Thug Rose, Carla Esparza. Somebody might be giving that belt up. And I, I, I'm just saying, somebody might be giving that belt up. Hey, Carla Esparza is a phenomenal grappler and she got hands. Rose just got to keep that distance. Do it for five rounds. Keep Carla away from your waist. But in five rounds, fatigue sets in and, you know, you Carla's going to push that pace on her. So it's just like somebody might be giving up that bill. And it's just like, wow, what happens next? They immediately run that back. But we'll see. We'll see. Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gage. Justin Gage, he got that power and he could wrestle. But Charles Oliveira has the BJJ. He has the PJ, BJJ. That's elite. So it's just like guys can wrestle you all day long. And a lot of times the control positions that they try to put you in are just access points to the next submission. So it's just like, that's why I was like, I understand wrestling when it comes to control and domination and being able to be a step ahead of somebody else. But a lot of times those wrestlers be snapping themselves into a bad spot. You know, not thinking about like a lot of times when a good jujitsu player is going to pull you somewhere to make you pull away for you to fall into a trap. So it's just a lot of times it's just mind, mind. It's just mental warfare. And it's just like, I don't know if Justin Gaethje is, 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 is there, but working with Trevor Whitman, that's something that definitely plays a part in his growth. So it's just like, I want to see how that works. I want to see how that goes together because I, I know I know Justin Gaethje is an intelligent guy, but at the same time, he can go out there and just go on his shield and pretty much hand over a title. 
So it was just like, I hope he go in there strategically. Because, like, if we talk about strategic, his last fight wasn't fucking strategic at all, but he still won it, which I believe that if Michael Chandler just chose to go in there and be technical, he would have just won that whole fight easily. But, you know, to each of their own, shout out to Charles Oliveira, shout out to Justin Gaethje. No, it's going to be, it's going, it's going down. It's going down. But, hey, like I said, it's Armani T and it's the Roundhouse Roundtable. Make sure y'all tune in with us. Make y'all lock. It. Make sure y'all tune in and lock in with us on all streaming platforms. Catch us on Instagram. Catch us on Twitter. Catch us on Facebook. We there. Hey, it's the Roundhouse Roundtable. It's Amani T, and I'm out of here. That's why I use the heat as a sword. Cause keep the peace is a boy. They go keys for you. Say please. That's one, please, don't need, no one has two, please, don't leave, that's three, four, if you do.